Welcome everybody to Ramblin' Pod number three. Um, a little bit tighter in on the shot. Maybe I'll go out to there and then we'll sit up. I don't have my water yet. I was going to get up and get some sparkling water. But I guess we'll do without. Maybe I'll uh, get up during the show. Uh, it's Sunday, November 4th, 2018, about 10, 11 p.m., although it feels like 11, 11 p.m. because today was daylight savings time, or it ended daylight savings time today. I think it's that one. So it feels like 11 o'clock, but it's only 10 o'clock. I probably should go to bed, but I'm really excited about recording another one of these because I got a lot to talk about. A lot's happened since uh, since the last Ramblin' Pod. Which is funny because I haven't gotten to editing editing that um, until tonight. I just finished it a couple hours ago. And I think I recorded that one like the third week of September. And now here we are in the first week of November. So a lot has happened in October. And also a lot happened at the end of September. And I'd like to talk about that. So let's bring up the notes. All right, so maybe I'll put the notes again over here or maybe over here, depending on what looks better. Maybe over on the left-hand side or the right-hand side for you people. Uh, All right, so we're going to start off with the L.A. trip slash Adobe Max trip. Now, this was pretty awesome. Uh, Let me just confirm my notes. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Hold on, I am going to get water, because my my fucking throat is so dry right now. Uh, let's talk about the L.A. trip. So I went out to L.A. in the middle of October. It was October 13th through 20th. And it was a trip that my day job paid for, because I was going to Adobe Max, the conference uh, that Adobe puts on every year. It's all about creativity and creators, and it's it's for people who use the Adobe products, so Photoshop, you know, Adobe Premiere. And I was actually shocked that my job paid for me to go to this because if you don't know me, for the, before I was in, I have been in this current position I'm at at, at George Washington University. I was working at Science Magazine, and I you know did creative work here and there, but it wasn't my main focus and so I would go to some conferences oftentimes and they just would not be anything I was actually interested in it would be like about certain technology like certain software we're using like I went to Salesforce one year and just did not I could care less about about the topics that were covered and so going to this conference where it was focused on being creative like it's called the creativity conference was just the coolest thing. I remember sitting in one of the first like major sessions that has everyone together and like things they were talking about, I was very much interested in. It was like, oh, new features to Premiere. Oh, new Photoshop's coming to the iPad. Oh, Phil Schiller's on stage. He, you know, came down from San Francisco to, you know, talk about Photoshop, Photoshop on the iPad. And it was just so cool. And then like every session I went to, it was about getting better audio for your videos, editing better in Premiere. Uh, I went and saw uh, Aaron Draplin, who's a graphic designer who I've been following online for years, and got to hear him talk, and he was really cool. 
and then randomly ran into Amanda Shackelford there because her company sent her to go to the conference too. So it was just like such a cool conference. So many awesome things. I do kind of feel like I wish I could have had more of the team there because I do tend to get a little uh, antisocial when I'm not with people I know. So I think I might have missed out on some cool stuff uh, just, you know, walking around. But, I mean, all it was worth it just to go to those sessions that I went to. So in addition to this conference and it being awesome and something that I actually found interesting and I actually wanted to be there and I wanted to learn, uh, Allie came with me out to L.A. She, you know, bought her own ticket and joined me out there because her sister... Amy lives out there with her boyfriend, Stan. So we got to hang out with Stan and Amy at their awesome apartment uh, in Los Files, which is a really cool neighborhood in sort of right south of the Hollywood sign and the Griffith Griffith Park Observatory. It's really cool. Very famous. You'd probably know it if you saw it. Oh, it's so so yeah, so I got there a little bit early, uh, a couple days early before the conference. So I got to hang out with Allie and her sister and Stan for the weekend. And then while I was at the conference, Allie and Amy got to hang out. And Allie had to leave on Wednesday or on Tuesday. And so we really didn't get to hang out much once the conference really got going. But uh, I stayed until Saturday and got to go camping which was really cool. It was also, it was, it was a journey. So maybe I should, you know, get get into this. So the camping trip. So I wanted to do another astrophotography time-lapse and sort of continue to refine those skills. And they, I think I went like on a Reddit or something for LA and looked up camping stuff. And I found this really cool campsite that was at sort of the top of a mountain out in the Los Padres National Forest. And it looked like it was drive-up camping, which was something that appealed to me because I didn't want to expend all of my, like, mental energy and physical energy on getting to a campsite that's, like, remote and up on a mountaintop. It really appealed to me that I could just rent a car and drive out there with all my camping gear and just like take it from the car to the campsite. Uh, I think it's called Los Reyes Peak. I'll put a a map or something on the screen. And it it's car camping and they had a, a little tent site, a little driveway to pull your car up and from the photos it looked like it looked out on this grand um uh view of I I don't know what valley it is but that you could like pretty much see miles and miles until the next mountain ridge because you're on top of a mountain I think the elevation was like five fifty five hundred feet or something you could see all the way to the Pacific Ocean you could see the the town of Ventura California in the distance uh so I was really excited uh about the potential for this campsite and so on Thursday morning I went and picked up a rental car and made my way out. I think I got there around, got to the campsite around 1 p.m. And I got the one that I had my eyes on. It was camp number six. It was uh, it was a little tricky getting to it because 
uh, it's kind of terrifying on the, it, that. I mean, it's, it was awesome that they had the paved road all the way up. I was expecting like an old dirt road that was going to be like completely sketchy, but it wasn't, it was a nice paved road. And, uh, when I got there, there were like some forest workers who were cutting down trees, like giant ass trees. And they were actually parked at the campsite that I wanted to go to. So I like talked to them for a second. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking for camp number six. And they were like, oh, well, we're, we're just like cutting down some dead trees. Like it'll only be a little bit, you know, why don't you go park by our truck and then we'll be out of your hair soon. So I got to watch them cut down two trees and I was trying to vlog or just make a camp film of my experience. And I think I caught the, uh, the timber, the, the felling of those two trees. So when I work on that video, which we'll get to soon, uh, I really hope that I get to put that in, in the video. So I, you know, I wanted to make not just like an astrophotography time lapse uh, during the night, but I just wanted to, you know, record the camping trip and make a little, not travel film, but like a camp film of me getting out there of looking you know at the campsite of doing the you know nighttime stuff the star lap uh time lapse stars of doing camp cooking of just sort of what I was thinking about just trying to like starting to you know I think I think I thought I think I thought like making films like that were gonna be really easy you know talking the camera sort of like what I'm doing right now but it's a, it's a lot harder than it looks. Like there's these YouTubers online who really like make it look easy, and props to them because you know it's really hard. And I find it especially hard to like talk to the camera and say something interesting and say something uh, cohesive. Uh, I you know I think I'll get better with it the more I do it, and so it was a good it was a good experience trying to record myself when I was out there. And it was nice that I was by myself, so I wasn't annoying anyone. But I really want to keep doing it. And so I need to edit that video. Uh, and so let's get then, um, so I can talk about the videos I'm working on right now. Because this rambling pod is supposed to be about my experience as being a video producer. So we'll get to that. But first we need to talk about the wedding. Last episode we talked about how I think I was in a very much like nerve-wracked state because it was I think four days before I was going to shoot my first wedding and I am happy to report that it was a success yay <laughs> it was a success uh so that was back on September 26 I think and I delivered the final wedding film, and then also like archive videos to the couple last week on Thursday, right? <laughs> right before my deadline of six weeks. So made the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was a trial. It is, it was by far the most challenging professional thing I've ever done. And I'm very happy that I can call it a success the couple got back to me. They are happy. When I got that email from the bride, when she, so I, I sent them the link to all the videos on Thursday morning around like nine o'clock. And the bride wrote back to me around four 
and she said, you're amazing. Um, you captured everything with such a great eye. It, you know, watching it brought tears to my eye. I was just like, done. Like, as long as the bride is happy, that is all I care about. Like, I am, bride's happy, I'm happy. And so it felt great. And then later on in the evening, the groom wrote and said, you know, oh, it's amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, welcome back. We're talking about the wedding. So overall, it was completely overwhelming shooting that wedding. It, it I, I, I hope from the outside I looked pretty cool, and I think I did. But like internally, the most challenging thing was the locations. So they got married at the D.C. War Memorial, which is on the mall. There's no parking around it. They did their first look close, close-ish by. It was still like across, like a busy road, and you know all the way down through the FDR Memorial. Uh, but it, you know it was kind of close by, and then the reception was at the wharf. This wedding, because it had so many multiple locations, I don't think I would ever do another wedding like that by myself. If I had just had another person to sort of just come along with me and carry half the stuff that I had, it would have been so much better. Because because we're out in public and we're walking so much. Because, like, you... Where the first look was, you can't just, like, drive up to it. It's, like, in the, you know, in the depths of the FDR memorial where you're, you're just walking to it. And so I had... And, and, I, and I couldn't leave my gear in the uber that we had just taken from the wharf to the location where the first look was so i had my tripod i had my monopod i had the two camera bodies in my backpack i had my big ass fanny pack that i was using sort of as a camera bag and my gimbal i had you know all the lenses that that i was using so i'm like trying to like keep up with them but at the same time, like thinking about so, like we like got there with the groom first, and we get to the location where the first look's gonna happen. I like I'm like okay, I'm gonna want to use my gimbal for this with the 55. So I get that set up, get the gimbal set up, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh wait, no, we want this to be on the other. We want him, we want her to be coming down this way, and we're gonna shoot this way. But oh, Karen, can you move your backpack? It's and I'm like oh shit, yeah. So like. I like had to put the gimbal down and then like move my stuff and like it was just so many things to juggle like I wish I could have only been worried about the gimbal and the camera that I had and like an assistant who was carrying everything else and was able to like when I'm focusing on shooting they were able to like move the stuff so in summary it I would totally do another wedding Uh, if it was multiple locations I would only do it with another person, either a second shooter or just someone to be an assistant to like take all my stuff. But I would definitely do a solo wedding, another wedding by myself. It was at a location that was just one location. They were getting ready in the same place. Wedding was at the same place, reception. I feel like I could handle that. But yeah, so at the end of the day, I just, I thought, I was like, I didn't get anything. Oh, what am I going to do? Like, this is going to be shitty. So I like kind of avoided looking at the at the footage for a while, but I just kept pushing and I like would find stuff here and there that like really worked really well. It all came together 
And I think, like, before I sent it to them, I was like, this is this is pretty decent. Like, I thought, like, you know, it's so hard to tell what they're going to think. Because, like, I really don't know them. They're not friends of mine. And I don't know what their taste is. And, you know, it's a very personal thing. But when, you know, they, they email me back, it's just like, oh, thank God. Like, relief, relief, relief. And just, like, pride. So... Yeah, and now, and, and I've been wanting to work on all these videos, and now I can. Uh, I'm going to talk really quickly about the gear that I use, because I think I like went through all the gear in the last Ramblin' Pod. Let's see what we're doing. Time, 27 seconds. Okay, wow, it's like, it's so crazy how fast time goes when you're rambling. But quickly, the gear, so I rented the a 73 that was awesome. I really like sorry A7S that I'm, you know, talking into right now. I want to sell the A7S and get the A7 III because just because the autofocus alone is worth it. Like <laughs> speaking of come on, get focus on me. Thank you. Uh, the autofocus worked so much better on the a7 III than it did on this, especially with this lens. Because the a7 II, because the a7S II, the camera machine right now, it does not work very well with the focus on this lens. Which, you know, what are you going to do? And then the button layouts were really great. The modes on it were a little bit more video centric like the slow and quick mode I saw that I didn't get to really play with seems really cool for like either slow motion or time lapse and what else I think you can do like no cropped in mode on 120 frames per second just like just the focus alone just made it so much easier to use the button layout was better and the, the menu system was better there was a custom menu that you could create which like I didn't really think that that could be a big deal but it was because I was constantly you know redoing white balance I was making sure the audio gain was at the correct level and just like because there are like a handful like five or six menu items that I was constantly going back to and in this the menu system here like there's like six main menus and then within each of them they have like seven or eight pages so it's just like and you forget whoa which one is this under like formatting whoa uh get me focused get me focused so there's just so many like kind of just niceties and the battery lasts a lot oh my god the battery i i only had one battery for that i didn't really think about renting more and I was able to shoot most of the day on that camera and I did charge it in be- when I was going from uh, bride prep to groom prep. I charged it in the car for like five minutes. I think I probably got like 10% more and I charged a little bit at the reception, but that battery lasts so much longer than the Tic Tac batteries on these. I think I'm going to try to sell the A7. God damn it. Get focus. You know what we're going to do? We're going to lock it off now that I'm back in focus. We're going to do this. Boom. All right, manual focus. Uh, Where was I? 
yeah, so I think I'm going to sell the A7 to S2 and get the A7. Um, okay, the labs. The labs saved my bacon. So originally they were supposed to have, well, I had always planned on bringing the labs, but I also was planning for the ceremony to record off of the PA system that they said they were going to have. Pause for water. Pause for water. DR10L's awesome. They're so small. They worked perfectly. It was easy to set up. And I had complete confidence in them that they weren't going to stop recording or anything like that. So awesome. DR10L's. And what else? Uh, the Manfro. So the Monopilot worked great. It, you know, I think I need to practice with it more because I feel like I was fiddling with it a lot. Especially during the uh, processional for the ceremony. I was like kind of moving around a lot. But for the most part, it worked really great. It is so sturdy. Like crazy sturdy. I don't know why people buy the Manfrotto uh, monopod. Because the feet on that one look like they're nothing. (laughs) And compared to the one on the Siri. I think it's called Siri or something. The one that I have. It's like I left my camera on that monopod by itself in the corner while I was on a gimbal doing first dance stuff. I don't know if I would recommend doing that because it's still a monopod. But even the photographer came by later and he was like, how did you get that monopod to stay upright? And I was like, well, it's got really wide feet, but, you know, I probably wouldn't normally do that. But he was impressed with with it and... It didn't fall over, <laughs> so that's great. I mean, I think the I think the only thing I kind of wish it had versus the Manfrotto one was it has the turning lock mechanism for, like, locking and, and releasing, and I'm hoping it's just, like, needing to get used to it more, but I, the Manfrotto one has the, the clip, and I kind of think I might have preferred that. But otherwise, it performed really great. The, the the Manfrotto fluid head that I got, I did not really like that at all. And I think it was one that the wedding film school guys recommend. So I ended up returning that. And I'm really glad that I did because I didn't like it. And it was expensive. <laughs> so I returned that. It just wasn't very smooth. And and when, when it's not smooth and it's not easy to use, like, what the hell are you, like, buying it for? Might as well just have a ball head. Uh, so I returned that... Um, and yeah, like the zoom lens that I, uh, the 7200 that I rented, it looked beautiful in the edit. Like the shots I got of, of her during the ceremony from her perspective, going to check, check the video. Thank God. Uh, it was like, because of, it was 2.8 and then it was a zoom. I was zoomed in on her. So, like, the depth of field, like, she was perfectly in focus, and the background was, like, just this beautiful, blurred greens, and, like, you could you could make out that there were cars passing in the background, but, like, they were just so blurry. It was, it was really, really beautiful. So, like, that's an awesome lens. It's just so expensive and so heavy that, like, I don't think I'll ever buy it. But, yeah, for the most part, I was on the 55 1.8 uh, Zeiss on... 
the A7 and the gimbal. Oh man, the Ronin S. It, it like most of the shots that I used um, of the cer- of the reception and of the ceremony uh, were on the gimbal. It's just so great, and the first look was all on the gimbal. The uh, the bride prep I didn't I didn't use the gimbal at all for the bride prep that was all on the on the monopod, so the gear really performed awesome. Okay, so I think I've been talking about the wedding for a long time. I think I'm gonna try to edit this section down. But overall, you know, good experience. Really proud of myself. I'm doing weddings, so like if you want me to shoot your wedding, contact me. So now that we talked about the weddings and that's like that film is out, archived, project, big old check mark, it's done. It's awesome. Go to my YouTube channel, you can watch it. Now I get to actually ah, breathe air. I'm getting to, I got to edit the Ramblin' Pod tonight. I'm recording a new one right now. I'm going to edit this and get this out this week. Now I actually get to work on the next videos. So I think last time we talked about the list and what I am going to work on this week is the solar eclipse video. So this was shot last August out in uh, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah. It was during the Great American Solar Eclipse. I think it's some cool moments, and but I didn't like really look at all the other footage I took for the week from the week. So I hope that I can meld together something. And I think it's still sort of not. It hasn't been four years since. <laughs> You know, this happened like I did with On the Lamb show. Uh, so I think, you know, people still kind of care to see it. At least the people who are in it. So I'm going to try to pull something together with that video. And I mean, realistically, it'll probably take me like a month. <laughs> but, excuse me. It, it shouldn't have to. Like, I say a month because I'm like basing that off of a, an optimistic timeline knowing my track record. But if I really like buckled down and focused on it and like used my free time to to like really go for it and edit and keep at it sort of like take the the lessons I learned from doing this wedding film maybe I can like get it done in like a week. Like maybe I could work on it all this week and have it done by next week. We'll see if I can do that. I just, you know, I really want to, like, chug out more work. I want to be more productive. I want to be more prolific. And I'm never going to get through the backlog that I have if it takes me months and months to edit, like, a five-minute video. <laughs> so Solar Eclipse up next uh, to to edit that. And then I have plenty of things in the backlog, but I really want to record new stuff. Like, it was really exciting. I, like, was pretty tired tonight, but I was excited to record a new podcast and a new video podcast. Uh, I want to record a new video, and I'm and I think like I might spend some time tomorrow looking at my idea list. Cause I have a whole Trello list that's just ideas for new videos, and I want to do one that's kind of more general interest and not either like me and my friends video but like a clickbaity thing that timer 
repeat a sort of like a what's in my bag or what's on my phone I think I'm going to do what's in my bag because I actually have kind of like refined that over the years and I think my setup is interesting to people who find that stuff interesting like so I really want to figure out how to shoot an interesting angles and and like get like the top down shot of the bag and like get the thumbnail really cool and like hip looking with you know you know actually like lighting it like a professional so maybe I'll do that next but I really want to give the solar eclipse trip a good solid effort and just like even if I'm not 100% happy with it just publishing it like trying my best putting in the time and publishing it and moving on to the next one last topic video or god damn it last topic computer i let me just preface this entire conversation this entire segment by saying i and i'm you know using it right now recording and logic i love this computer that i'm using this is a 13 inch 2013 uh macbook pro I cannot believe how old it is and it's still running pretty well. You know, we, we've had those scares with it like crashing a lot. And then I took it into the Apple store and they were able to restore it. So we've had our, we've had our scares, but for the most part, it's been great, but it takes forever to export like high definition video, especially when it's 4k. And I can't, I can't edit 4K on it. I have to always be creating proxy files. And even with the proxy files, it sometimes lags. It doesn't have to be like this. I've waited long enough. And I've been waiting so long because I've been wanting Apple to release a MacBook Pro that people who I respect in the Apple community who are laptop people, not people who like want to use an iPad for all their work, people who are wanting a pro machine. I've been waiting for some, for, for both Apple to release something that like personally, like from my opinion, looking at the specs and looking at the machine looks like a good machine. And then people who I respect, who know more about computers tell who they think I, I was waiting for for them to be like yeah this is also a good computer for people who are laptop people who need video editing power and that really hasn't happened uh macbook pros right now you know the keyboard reliability issues they you know said they fixed it in you know the new version two but you know some people have reported that it's not fixed uh, that, you know, they're having the same issue and, you know, the, the type of MacBook pro that I want to get, it would be one that has a stupid fucking touch bar that I just don't want to like spend three grand on a computer and not be like happy with everything about it on day one like that's that sounds like a like a crazy like a tall order like well nothing's perfect like you can't have like the perfect machine but i remember when i got this computer i was happy with everything about it 
like the keyboard was awesome the screen was awesome the retina screen the internals were like i wasn't doing a lot of video editing when i bought this uh so like i really you know didn't push it at the time like i don't know if it could have handled like i guess we were in like 720 land then uh it you know probably could handle that stuff um but like the touch bar is such a giant part of the MacBook Pros. Like, it was supposed to be, like, this hot new thing that everyone was going to, like, be crazy about. And, like, no one has been. And you know, people who I respect, who have MacBook Pros, are like, yeah, it's fine. And, like, you're, pl- you're paying a premium for for that with these prices. So, like... It just doesn't make sense for me, and I would just rather have, like, the regular keys, the escape key, and all the, you know, function keys back up there. So, I don't want to spend all that money and sort of be lukewarm about it, is what I'm getting at. And I also want uh, a machine that can power through 4K editing in Premiere. I've thought about maybe doing a project in Final Cut um, next to just sort of dip my toe back in there. I used to use Final Cut a long time ago, but uh, I switched to Premiere a few years ago, and it's been working out pretty well. So I thought about trying to do a Final Cut edit soon, just to see how I like it, because even even if they did release, like, a laptop tomorrow that, you know, met, you know, was, like, a reliable keyboard, they got rid of the dumb touch bar, new, you know, specs that are comparable to, you know, PC laptops out there. Uh, I know that Final Cut's going to work a lot faster on it than Adobe Premiere. That's just, like, that's the thing about Apple is, like, and one of the things I love about Apple is their software works so well with their hardware because they control the entire picture. And I think that's awesome. I just don't know if I'm really going to like Final Cut because... That magnetic timeline, it is, it is weird. And I used to, you know, I used to work in it. And I, but I can't remember, um, I can't remember how I felt about it. Like, my transition to Premiere was not jarring at all, which is weird because I went from a magnetic timeline to a non-magnetic timeline. But I just remember it, like, making sense. But anyway, I'm going to try it. We'll see how it goes. It is prettier. It's a lot prettier than Premiere. But I want to buy... So, that's the topic at hand. I want to buy a new laptop. I don't want to buy any of the MacBook Pros they have right now. So, I'm in a pickle. I don't know what to do. You know, do I build a PC for the short term? And, like, use that here as, like just like main editing or do I try to like make this computer last a little bit longer it's just so frustrating editing these days on it especially with the 4k stuff I don't know what to do if anyone's watching who knows what to do tell me leave a comment like and subscribe all right I think I I need to need to end this because I think I'm running out of my memory on my camera and I'm also getting very sleepy if you can't tell so thank you for joining me on this rambling pod number three I'm gonna edit this down (laughs) to less than 30 minutes so hopefully I can get 
something that's coherent in the edit. But thank you. It's been a great show. Have a great night. Thanks for joining.